Huddling up with Upper Cumberland coaches and players. The Cavaliers find their first win. Clay County gets to 2-0. Monterey holds off Cumberland County. From ucsportsnation.com, this is the High School Playbook. The Upper Cumberland place to talk prep sports. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Quality products, a high level of workmanship. Mountain Barn Builders, storage buildings, animal shelters, gazebos. Visit Highway 127 between Jamestown and Clark Range. COVID was the big winner last night across the Upper Cumberland as uh, three games here were postponed because of COVID-19. Some 20 games across the state postponed as cases rise. We're glad you're along this Saturday morning, the high school playbook from Rock 93.7. As we're presented by Mountain Barn Builders, trips to Salina, trips to Smithville, Livingston before we are done this morning, but let's get things started by checking the scores from last night. Monterey improves to 2-0 on the season. They beat Cumberland County by a 21-7 score. Cookville gets its first win. The Cavaliers beat Livingston Academy 42-0. Cavaliers held Livingston to just 100 yards of total offense last night. Cookville rushed for 189 yards. Clay County is 2-0 on the season. They beat Clinton County, Kentucky by a 34-0 score. DeKalb County gets their first game of the season as a win, 33-14. They beat Smith County last night. Isaac Knowles, 67-yard punt return for a touchdown for the Tigers. DeKalb led that game 20-0 at the half. Stone Memorial beats Eastridge 47-21 to score their first win of the season. Elsewhere across our region, Gordonsville improves to 2-0. They beat Watertown 16-9. Cascade downs Cannon County 25-0. Macon County wins over Westmoreland 14-6. We mentioned three games postponed because of COVID-19. One of those was the game between Upperman and Trousdale County. Adam Kane is head coach of the Bees and joins us at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive this morning. Was it even more difficult being that it was week two to have the kind of stop last night and not be able to play? Yeah, it really was. Um, they, everybody tells you you're going to make the most improvement between uh, game one and game two. And uh, so we were looking forward to doing that. Um, it was also, a, you know, going to be a pretty – testy environment up there in in Hartsville um you know we we'd heard all week about how good a program that was you know top to bottom for the last 40 or 50 years and so it was going to be a pretty good measuring stick as to where we were um but this thing's here and uh it's not going away and you know we're gonna have to figure out ways to manage it and that's uh you know, the the week started off with us, Upperman, having a couple positive cases in our program. And so I contacted uh, Blake, Blake Satterfield, the Trousdale coach, and just told him to be on standby with it. And uh, But we kind of stabilized, and, uh, you know, most of the deals by the end of the week were just our JV kids. And so – we were planning on putting our varsity on a bus and, and going up there and playing, and we were look, looking forward to it. Um, but then I woke up Friday morning, you know, to a message from him saying, hey, call me, I got bad news. And uh, apparently three or four of their 
you know, two-way guys that had come down with it or or had been contact traced out of the game. And so it's unfortunate. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's very frustrating. Um, you know, you hate it for the players because, um, you know, good programs, there's a lot of work that those kids put in to, you know, to showcase what they've done. Ten nights out of the out of the year, um, it's not like basketball and baseball where, you know, they they spend all their seasons rescheduling and changing this and changing that. You know, football is is something where you've got to have a week to prepare, sure. or you feel like you're kind of cheating the game a little bit, and um, you know, so it's. It's not as easy as everybody thinks just to, you know, hey, they, you know, they postpone, we'll grab a game here. Um, I, you know, I think it's kind of disrespectful to the game to think that you can treat them like a scrimmage game. Um, you know, if we'd have found out Tuesday, maybe we would, we would have picked something up. But a Friday morning at 1030, I didn't feel like it was the right thing to do. And, um, here we are. It's 2021. It is what it is. I mean, this is part of the game now. So um, we'll try to learn from it and move forward. You know, I had a, another long talk with the players about, you know, this is this is where we are right now, and uh, we'll do whatever we can. And and uh, I, you know, myself and our my coaches have become expert cleaners of the locker room <laughs> in the last year and a half, and I guess we'll continue to do that and. Hopefully uh, this thing will let up soon. Have you had – I know coaches are creatures of routine. Have you kind of just had to train yourself over the last year and a half that, you know what, it's going to happen? I I have done a poor job of training myself. You know, I turned 50 last season and – a creature of habit is an understatement. You know, I. It's amazing how each season I'm. I can very quickly fall right back into the same routine. That's been a good routine, and I'm not saying that in a negative way. It's. It's. You know, film on Saturday and Sunday, practice plans. You know, it's. It's almost like it's second nature to me. Um, the thing that's difficult is. You're a text message away from everything being flipped upside down, and um, that's hard for someone like me, a, a creature of habit, to to accept. Um, you know, but at the same time, it's it's. Um, that doesn't do any good to get frustrated and upset. It I mean, doesn't because it just doesn't. It's not going to change. That's what's that's what's uh, you know I'm having to learn and 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 adapt to uh, something that happened the other day in practice. You know, Trousdale's a, a wing T offense, and so and they're really good at it. And so, you know, I sat there in my practice planning and and uh, drew up 24 what we call play cards so the scout team can run it and. And we practiced them a uh, little bit Monday. So I was expecting Tuesday to have a pretty decent look, you know, from my scout team so that we could get ready, you know, for the speed and execution that they were going to 
give us, well, I didn't quite get the look I was expecting. And so uh, my blood was boiling a little bit <laughs> because I knew, you know, what we were about to face on Friday night. And I needed, a, you know, to simulate it. Uh, and my blood boiled, you know, pretty much the rest of that practice. Um, but afterwards, I'm like, you know, I, I can sit here and and get angry and, and pout about how the practice didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. But we're in, we're in a situation right now where we're not just the players, but the assistant coaches, uh, even the parents of the players to a certain extent, they need a a different kind of leadership through this through this unfortunate deal that we're having to face with this virus and so it it, it struck me pretty hard that I don't need to go in there and blast any coaches or players I need to try to uh you know really show some display some different leadership skills in terms of navigating this program what it needs at the time through this thing and so yeah we 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 talked about getting the scout team uh fixed a little bit (laughs) but i didn't uh i didn't go scorched earth on anybody so i'm learning as i go and uh, by no means an expert but um i'm sure there's going to be several more scares and and delays and disruptions moving forward Adam Kane is the head coach at Upperman. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. When you went back and watched the film of the Cookville game, were there things even beyond what you saw as the game was playing out that that made you happy? Yeah, you know, my big takeaway from that thing was um, we wanted to make sure that we had a cumulative effect on them. you know, it, it seems kind of counterintuitive because they've got twice as many players as we've got. But, um, you know, this is my fourth year at Upperman, and, and the kids, for the most part, have bought into kind of the philosophy that I have, the culture that I've t- tried to create. If you come watch us practice, you'd, you'd see really what I mean. Um, we try to we try to be physical and we try to you know on both sides of the ball and we try to play with great effort and um you know i think a lot of times that can have a you may not truly be the most physical team but if you do it 55 plays in a row both sides i think it can have a cumulative effect in a football game and that one sure sure looked like it did um you know about that about that eight minute to four minute mark of the fourth quarter is really winning time or quitting time and i i tell my kids that all the time and uh that particular game it turned out the in the right way for us uh, I, I was thinking as you were talking that jeff fisher used to talk about that you know what made eddie george so effective in the titans offensive line during that era was that by the third and the fourth quarter, you didn't want to see that coming at you. Absolutely. And, and so it makes a difference, not just physically, but it may be as much mentally. Mm-hmm. You just don't, you don't want it anymore. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's human nature. You know, it's uh, the biggest part of our job as coaches, no matter how you want to look at it, 
no matter how you want to slice it up, is we're trying to get 55 or 60 teenage boys to fight against human nature every single day. And it, it, it's a battle, it's a struggle, but we all go through it. Um, the best programs, the ones you see, uh, used to be Cookville every year, but now it'll be Chattanooga. The ones you see there winning championships every year are the ones who um, have overcome the human nature part of it. They, they don't mind the physicality. They don't mind the heat. They don't mind the elements. They don't mind the discipline that it takes. Um, you know, it's the rest of us that are still trying to, to you know, either figure that out or, you know, in, in our program, we're just trying to keep taking those steps every single year. And I think we have. I like where, where this thing's going. Um, but it's, you know, it's they're trying to legislate the difficult stuff out of the sport. So that makes it even more of a, you know, important factor in the game. Um, and I'm not, listen, I'm not sitting here being a proponent of of helmet-to-helmet hits or, or that sort of thing, but kind of what you alluded to just a minute ago, how many times does that linebacker want to meet your running back in the C-gap of the game? And, uh, you know, if you've got a, a big, strong kid that is running the ball hard, that decision becomes – maybe more and more of a business decision as that game wears on. And so that's kind of what we're playing on. Um, I'm not saying we're always there. For sure, last year we were not, you know, we were kind of the recipient a little bit. We were younger and and a little weaker and uh, not as experienced. But maybe this year hopefully we can be the guys carrying the sledgehammer more often than not. Than getting sledgehammered. Yeah. Finally, uh, as you worked through your practice week last week, what were a couple of things that you really wanted to focus on to improve from that first game? Well, we have had a um, an interesting preseason ever since June. You know, we're, we've we've we lost our center last year. Um, you know, we lost two starters, and one of them was our center, and so. We got 20 of them back, but we've struggled with that continuity. Uh, the center quarterback exchange has been in our scrimmages, in our practices. It's always been kind of a something that we need to improve, um, and it hit us again uh, in the Cookville game. Um, you know, I'm I'm not a prediction maker, but you know that could have been a less of a nail biter there in the fourth quarter had we not had some bad exchanges um so that was uh, that that has been one of our you know points of emphasis every practice since june um the other thing is is you know just execution wise offensively um you know being a team that can what i like to call mindlessly execute and um you know, we're not there yet, but we're getting better. And then um, a lot of special team stuff. You know, you you try to throw some younger guys in and fresher bodies in on the special team side of it. 
Well, they don't always realize um, that it's an effort play, and you know, and we gave up a few punt returns that I didn't enjoy watching uh, to Cookville. You know, a lot of it was their kid making a great play, but we saw some effort issues that we really kind of buckled down on. You know, when young guys get on the field, they think they're going hard, but they're really not. And if you can point that out on film and then back it up with, you know, 10 or 12 practice reps, it, it tends to have a an impact. You know, the, the big thing that I struggle with not having played last night is we work really hard trying to get our kids in shape. But really, truly, the only way to get in shape is to play yourself into shape. And we missed an opportunity to do that. Our opponent this coming up week, Cumberland County, you know, now they've got two games under their belt, so they've got the advantage on us there. But um, And there's a difference in game in shape versus in shape. Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah. There's no doubt. And, and, and a big part of it is at this level especially where, where you've we don't have as many true two-way players, but we've got a lot of kids getting reps on both sides of the ball. The big thing is the kid himself learning how to manage his way through that. You know, because you've, you've got the butterflies, you got the anxiety, and that takes its toll on you a little bit. And if you don't know how to manage those emotions as well as – um, how to get yourself through a ball game is something you have to learn, and the only way to learn it is to be out there on the field on Friday nights. So, or play nine of a drive, yeah, you know, where yeah. a team's trying to march down the field. Yeah, yeah. I, think it's, I think it's a great point that people sometimes overlook. Hey, sure do appreciate you coming by t- today and uh, visiting with us on the high school playbook. We look forward to seeing you guys back on the field next week. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, I get down on my knees every night and, and pray – for protection and uh, hopefully we can get it back out there thank you all for having me adam kane head coach of the upperman beat thank you for spending this saturday morning with us the high school playbook built by mountain barn builders talk about week two of the high school football season cookville and livingston academy collided last night on the campus of tennessee tech Cookville a winner by a 42 to nothing score. First-year coach Dale Flatt joins us now from Livingston. Coach, uh, I, I know with the score the way that it was, this might not uh, sound like a, a fair question, but did you see some things that you liked better from your football team last night as compared to week one? I sure did. Uh, you know, we uh, we talked about all week about, you know, just, just trying to keep on and, and not – not letting down whenever something bad happens. And I think our kids, I, I think they, they fought the whole time. I think they tried to uh, tried to go as hard as they could. And I think they, uh, you know, they just kept on trying to play. And, and we had some good plays. You know, we, we got some first downs. We had some long passes that we caught and, and, uh, and stopped them at different times. So I've I seen a lot of good things. You knew kind of going into this season because of the things, uh, the players that you'd lost, the quality of the players that you lost, that uh, there were going to be some growing pains. Is it kind of playing out 
kind of what you suspected? It is. You know, we're we're uh, we're definitely young. You know, we uh, we have mostly sophomores out there playing, and and you know, we have three seniors. We we have a handful of juniors out there, and and uh, you know, I guess our whole offensive line is sophomores, and and, and you know, I, I knew that was going to be the case. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm not really worried about you know how the season. You know, we're taking it one week at a time, and I'm not worried about how the season's going to pan out or or about this game or that game. I, I'm just wanting our kids to get better and, and just working on keeping the morale up and, and trying to keep them going. When you are playing sophomores, especially in the offensive line, is the physical obstacle a bigger issue, or is it just knowing all the things that you have to adjust as the game unfolds? Or some of both. Well, I, I guess some of both. I, I you know, I think, uh, uh, you know, those guys have have never been in a, I guess, a varsity football game, and and you know, it, it's it, it's totally different than what it was whenever they was in grade school or whenever they played a, a JV game, and it's a lot faster. Uh, you know, it's it's there's a lot of a lot of things goes into it, and, and you know you're going one play right after another one. It's hard to remember the things that you're supposed to do, and and uh, and and that's part of it. You know that's that, that's part of getting better. You know whenever you can uh, you can remember the things that you got to do on on this play and on that play, and and uh, and you know going up against kids that's that's you know about two or three years older than you are. What were some of the things that you liked from Friday night? Well, I, the biggest thing is we didn't quit. You know, we, we tried to uh, – we kept on going. And uh, I, I think, you know, even even at the end there, I, I think we had a drive or two that, that uh, you know, we got way down, you know, towards the, the red zone. And uh, we didn't score, but, we you know, we got down there. And, and you know, even on defense, I think we uh, we caused a fumble right down there. Uh, uh, I, I think about the twenty yard line on their twenty yard line, we caused a fumble. Uh, unfortunately, they they picked it up and they, they went on with it. You know, but but we just kept on trying, and I, I think that's the most positive thing that I've seen. You know, out of the whole bunch, and, and even after the game. Uh, you know, our kids, you know, they were down that they lost. Uh, but we talked about that. And, 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 you know, that's the way it is whenever you lose a game. I mean, you're down because of it. And, and they care about it, you know. And they, they're they they're trying to do the best they can, uh, you know, to, to overcome the adversities that we have. And, and, and we talked a lot about the, the adversities. You know, we talked about uh, – uh, you know, the struggles that you have through a season and the struggles that you have uh, each game. And and I think these kids, you know, are, are seeing this and, and, you know, it builds character whenever you can overcome these adversities. Talking Livingston Academy football with head coach Dale Flat. Those three seniors, what do you count on from them in terms of uh, not just their X's and O's, but uh, the leadership? Well, that's that's it. You know, I I want them to be the leaders. Uh, we've done decided that uh, 
that those three are going to be our captains each game, and and I look to them to to lead the team. You know, to try to, to try to keep the team going. Uh, they've been there the longest, and the thing about those three, you know, those are the three that stayed with it all the way through to the end. And uh, of course, this is their senior season, and and I know these first two games are not like what they wanted it to be or what they envisioned it to be, but but you know those those three are leading the team, and and they're they're making plays and they're they're doing everything they can to play as hard as they can. There'll be plenty of time to break down the film, but uh, at first glance, what have you noticed about Stone Memorial as you get ready for the Panthers? I really don't know a whole lot about them. Uh, I haven't heard a whole lot. I've heard a lot about the teams that, uh, you know, I know that they run a spread offense. Uh, I I think they run a 4-3 defense, uh, and that's about all I know about them, you know, at this time. I guess in a lot of ways, it's really about you right now. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, it's uh, it, it's kind of a challenge to me. You know, we, we you know we went week one and uh, we had something. Uh, you know, they scored on us. I guess right after the first quarter, and and our kids kind of let down. So, so my job was to to try to keep them up through the whole game. And, and I think this week, you know, we. Uh, we, we kept on trying, you know, the kids just kept on working and kept on trying to, to do better. And, and they did this week. So next week we're going to work on trying to, you know, trying to finish games and, and trying to, uh, trying to score points. And, and, you know, each week you're going to have that, that different thing that you got to work on. Coach, we appreciate the time and uh, look forward to seeing uh, you guys back on the field next week against Stone Memorial. All right, thank you. Dale Flatt is the first-year head coach at Livingston Academy. That uh, program has had several years of real success and some upperclassmen that have really built that program, and now they're trying to rebuild at L.A. Saturday morning, we talk high school football. This is the high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Been a good start to the season for the Clay County Bulldogs. They improved to 2-0, beating Clinton County last night, 34-0. Over two weeks, they've outscored their two opponents, 69-0. Jake Johnson, head coach of the Bulldogs, joins us from Salina this morning. Coach, as you uh, saw what uh, transpired last night on the field, what what really pleased you the most about your team's performance? Uh, resiliency. Uh, you know, when, when we talk about it, as coaches, you're getting that cliche. Also, if you're talking about getting through it, um, you know, and we we faced it early. Uh, you know, we had a, a couple guys go down with injuries. Things weren't necessarily going our way. You know, we were only up six to nothing in the first half. We just went thirty-four to nothing. But uh, you know, we really rallied, and that's something that we've been waiting to see because we've not really uh, been in that position yet so far. And there's really no way that you can work on that in practice. I mean, that's just a game situation kind of thing. A hundred percent. And, you know, that's, that's just experience, you know. But, uh, unfortunately, most of the time experience is something you get after you need it. <laughs> yeah. You learn the bad lessons, right? 
You do. Uh, you do. Uh, you know, but anyway, you know, that, that's what I told our guys last night. I said, you know, I'll start, you know, with several things that uh, we need to improve upon as the season goes on. But as far as the adversity and response to that and the resiliency of things, you know, it's something you can be proud of. Two shutouts. What 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 pleases you about the way your defense is playing right now? Uh, you know, a lot of it is, is hustle plays. Um, you know, that, that uh, has a lot of last to keep people out of the end zone. Is you know, it's, it's not necessarily that we're doing everything perfect or uh, things of that nature. But you know, our kids play extremely hard. Uh, we've always got at least five or six guys. You know, do a lot of gang tackling, quote unquote. So, I mean, that's that's the best That mentality that really starts in your off season work, doesn't it? It does, and you know, that's something we stress big time uh, as coaches is rallying to the football. Okay, as many hits as we can get to the football, and you know, very seldom do a play dead, even in practice. You know, we won't see we got. Eleven guys, you know, can't seem tailback, but I mean, at least they're just just touching, you know, hustle to get there, and that's that's something uh, that you never know what's going to happen. Then two guys might miss, so the safest practice is as many people there as you can. Is there one or two guys that's kind of leading things defensively for you this season and kind of setting the tone that you want? <clears throat> Absolutely. It, it, in ways, that's hard to talk about because, you know, hey, I, we love all our kids. You know, all our kids. We, we play team ball. Nobody's bigger than the team. But uh, senior middle room back at White Coons, uh, you know, he he makes the machine go. Uh, he had again last night, including uh, he had an interception. I returned going down the sideline right in front of my face. But, you know, he's a senior. He's a warrior. Uh, the kid battles. You know, I can – I can go on and on and on about kids in different positions, but uh, you know he's he's really the, the heartbeat of that defense. Is he one of those guys that just kind of has a nose for the football? That's a hard thing to describe, but there are guys just like that. Yes, and then that is him. Uh, you know, the kid is a, is an old school blue collar kid. Uh, very intelligent also. I mean, he's worked himself into what he is today. He's kind of back for the game. I mean, he's, uh, you know, some of our kids uh, have told me, you know, throughout the years, it's, hey, well, you know, Wade is, is calling out the play before it happens. You know, he, he's so prepared and is uh, immersed so much in the opponent's film. Uh, he thinks, I mean, he's going to be in the right place at the right time. And, it's, it's valuable to have almost one you could call as another coach out of the defense. But how great that your other guys realize that, and, and it's almost a lesson to them of, see, if you do the film work, if you do the study, here's what you can, here's what can happen. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, and that, that's just preparation. I mean, takes it very serious. I mean, some of you keep joking and calling Coach White. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think if that's what he chooses, do uh, and like that's that's what he can I mean I think he'd be a great one but he's one of those guys he's going to be a beach digger he's going to be the best one he can you know and that's why we love him 
Clay County coach Jake Johnson is with us on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Offensively, uh, are you where you want to be right now? Or are there still some things on your list you want to work on? Oh, there's still plenty we want to work on. And, uh, you know, that, that goes for all three places of the game. Uh, you know, not just offensive. Unfortunately, uh, for us, honestly, I mean, you, you never would know it uh, with the, the second half of rally that came out, but all those rubs were actually good. Um, you know, our, our starter got banged up in the first half, and to uh, nothing tight lead there, you know, you see that goes down, never encourages things. Uh, so, you know, in freshman, he played well. Uh, our guys really behind him, but uh, it's hard to complain about offensive production uh, when the last two games, you know, you had almost 70 points combined. But, uh, you know, as a coach, you never satisfied anything. I was going to say, coaches can always find something to complain about, right? Oh, 100%. We're the best at it. <laughs> <laughs> We're the best at nitpicking. You hate injuries, but, boy, those reps, valuable, so valuable for your for your young freshmen. Oh, 100%. And, and uh, that was uh, what we talked about in the staff last night. Hey, it's, it's great that we got to get, uh, you know, several different guys, different reps, and different positions. Uh, unfortunately, it's not because we wanted to. Uh, but at the end of the day, that's the Some of these young men got guys get banged up. and Luckily, we're going into a bye, and early bye, we've got this next week to kind of recoup and heal up. You like the bye this early? It's new to you. It's new to it was not on purpose, I'll tell you truthfully. Uh, we actually had picket County scheduled for this next week and with the cancellation of their football program uh, late. Uh, we had to do some plopping around on our schedule to fulfill the 10-game schedule. So we're actually playing a week nine game at Minnesota, you know, where we're playing picket week three as our bye. Uh, at the time, uh, I thought it was the Worst thing that could have happened now, circumstantial due to different injuries we're dealing with right now. I, I greatly appreciate it. I understand. I understand. Clay County 2-0 and entering that bye week with a win last night over Clinton County. Head coach Jake Johnson, thanks as always, coach. I appreciate you. For those that may not be familiar, Pickett County making the decision late in the summer that they would not play varsity football this season. Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook scoreboard from Friday night. Monterey 21, Cumberland County 7. Clay County defeats Clinton County, Kentucky 34-0. Cookville wins over Livingston Academy 42-0. DeKalb County 33, Smith County 14. Stone Memorial wins over Eastridge 47-21. Gordonsville a winner over Watertown. Cascade defeats Cannon County. Macon County defeats Westmoreland. As we mentioned earlier, three games were canceled because of COVID-19. That includes Warren County and White County, Upperman and Trousdale County, Jackson County and York Institute also not able to play Friday night. Speaking of Jackson County, 
Uh, we have received word that Jackson County schools are going to be closed on Monday and Tuesday because of COVID cases on the rise in Jackson County. All right, let's talk some DeKalb County Tigers football. They, of course, were not able to play in week one because of the COVID issues down in McMinnville, but the Tigers got back on the field last night and took it out uh, <laughs> in some ways, I guess, on a Smith County team that uh, came into town. 33-14 the final score. Steve Trapp is head coach of the DeKalb County Tigers. Coach, congratulations on the win. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, after not getting to play last week, it was just good to get out there and watch those guys play some football. I bet a lot of energy and excitement for your team. Uh, definitely. You know, after we spoke last week, you know, we you know we talked about spending it positive and just uh, expecting a hardworking and hungry football team to come out last week. Uh, it was an up and down week with everything that was going on, but uh, one thing our guys did last night was play extremely hard, so I'm really proud of them for that. It wasn't always clean and pretty, but uh, that first game of the year, you get some of that. But uh, like I said, just really proud of how hard our guys played. As a coach, you like that, though. You you win, and then you've got this long list of things to work on, right? <laughs> well, uh, we'd, we'd like for it to be cleaner, but, you know, they always say that coach and speak, uh, you should see a lot of improvement from your first game to the second uh, you know, we've got a huge game coming up this next week, so there's definitely some things we need to improve on. But, uh, you know, as long as we keep preparing and practicing and working hard and, uh, you know, just clean up our mistakes, I just, you know, I like where this team is headed. Looks like from the box score that your offense really kind of set the tone in the first half of this game. I really did. Uh, you know, we come out and went right down the field right there at the beginning, and, uh, you know, ultimately we're up 20 to nothing at halftime. But uh, we got some big special teams play in there as well. I mean, Isaac knows, like I've said for years, you know, he's made plays for us in all three phases uh, ever since he was a freshman. But uh, he caught a touchdown pass in the second half. He returned the punt in the first half, uh, had an interception on defense, uh, got a carrier two out of the backfield. So he was really a catalyst on a lot of things that we were doing. But also Kobe Barnes, our running back, was over 100 yards rushing on like 11 carries. He had two touchdowns, had one touchdown called back for a penalty. Uh, you know, so those two guys really toted the, uh, the load for us offensively and played some good football for the Tigers. Isaac can make guys miss, but I know on a, on a 67-yard return like that, it's you got to have some good blocking too. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it was actually a situation where uh, it wasn't the best of punts and it was rolling around and, you know, it's one of those things where the whole sideline was telling the whole team to get away from it and he was the only one that didn't get away from it. He picked it up made about four guys miss and, uh, so there really wasn't a whole lot of blocking. It was just uh, <laughs> an ad lib on his part, uh, you know, and, and once he made those first initial wave of guys who were thinking that they were just going to touch the ball, he, he had clear selling. So it was, uh, and it was one of those uh, not-so-heads-up, heads-up plays on his part, uh, but he, he ended up making a lot of plays for us. He had over 150 yards receiving for the big return plus the pick, so. Uh, big night for Isaac Knowles. So get away from it, get away from it. Okay, go, go, go. That kind go, of thing. Go, yeah, one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, how do you manage that? I mean, seriously, from a standpoint of a coach, because you want guys to be aggressive, but you also want them to be smart. Yeah, I mean, he's a playmaker for us. And, uh, you know, like I said, the, the ball was on the ground, but, you know, I could, everybody else was screaming, but really I wasn't because I seen his, his demeanor and, and kindly knew what he was fixing to do. And, uh, half of me was torn, and the other half was like, he's got a shot. And, and it was one of those where the ball, you, know, you never know which way the football's going to bounce, but it was, uh, you know, giving him that look that it was going to hop right into his chest, and it pretty much did. And, 
like I said, he had to make one move, and uh, after that was done, it was all the way down the sideline. Steve Trapp coaches the DeKalb County Tigers. Defensively, what did you like? Yeah. Uh, you know, especially in the first half, our guys, uh, you know, really played hard, like I said, but they, they swarmed to the ball. And, uh, you know, then the second half, you know, they, they started doing some things. And some of those misalignments and those first game deals that start creeping up on you, the cramps, and, uh, you know, just trying to stay locked in. But, um, you know, really they scored on two plays to where we were just out of position. Uh, so we just got to make sure we fix that. But uh, I just like how our guys, you know, we, we've proven, we've told our guys, we've proven that, uh, you know, we can be a physical football team. We just got to make sure that our mindset uh, stays true once we get tired a little bit. And, uh, you know, that should get better as the year goes on and our conditioning level goes up. Coach, is that a real uh, part of, especially for high school players, is playing two halves and coming back after halftime and staying hydrated, but also just not letting the fatigue and the heat kind of get to you mentally? Well, you know, like they say in the movie Little Giants, it's 80% mental, you know. So uh, that mindset is such an important thing, especially for these teenagers. You know, they can get so high and, uh, you know, with emotion, with good plays, and, and we had some of those. But then they can also dip into those valleys when bad plays hit. You know, I didn't really see that out of our guys last night. And that, we coach against that a lot. It's just one play at a time. Uh, you know, do the best you can, breathe in between and then reset and refocus for that next one. So it's a it's a 15 to 20 second process of getting that mind right. Uh, you know, for three hours every Friday night. And but before you can do it on Friday night, you have to train to do it Monday through Thursday. So it's just things they're constantly hearing. Uh, you know, so proud of our guys. You know, there were some tough moments. We, you know, we made some stands to where uh, they were driving and had momentum and got turnovers and fumbles. And uh, like I said, what they did get on us, we feel it was. You know, due to us not doing what we should be doing correctly, and uh, we can get that fixed. We can get our conditioning level better. And you know, like I said last week, the biggest negative was you know all these teams will have one game up on us, and uh, you know, so we had those issues that you take typically see in that first game. But hopefully, we can build and learn and grow from them. And now you step into region play. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, big game, Macon County, a uh, very quality football team. You know, we feel that we are one too. So uh, I think this will be a marquee matchup this week. Do you – I know it's easy to do this, but do you put more emphasis, obviously, on region games, or do you just try to take it every one of these games is important? Uh, well, I mean, you know, it, it's the sport. It's the opportunity to play. You know, we tell our guys we, – we got a phrase. We say it all the time, Walmart parking lot in Memphis. I've said it to you probably over the years, and uh, that's, that's not a knock on Memphis, but it is a long drive. And if we get an opportunity to play and that's where we have to play, then we're going to show up and do it. Um, and we're not going to think about who it's against, you know. So for us, you know, we're always going to start about taking care of your job, your responsibility to prepare. Region games ultimately do mean more because it's, uh, you know, playoff implications are on the line at home, on, away. Uh, you know, but we let all that take care of itself after the game. But in the moment uh, and how we talk to our guys all week is, you know, take care of your business and then the business will take care of you. Steve Trapp is head coach of the DeKalb County Tigers. They get their win last night in their first game of the season. Coach, thanks for being with us. Week two is in the books across the Upper Cumberland. High School Football 2021 and continue to battle COVID. Be interesting to see what we're able to get through this week in terms of high school games. This is a big week because it is region play and, of course, 
football went through the realignment process in the offseason, and so there'll be some new game matchups. For example, Monterey and York Institute will be playing as region foes this coming week. Cookville in a brand-new region for so many years, playing in the Murfreesboro region against those schools uh, in, in, uh, in, in, in their county. And now Cookville will be matched up with the likes of Shelbyville, Lebanon, Coffee County, uh, still going to be tough, but more like-minded schools, I think uh, it would be fair to say, than the Rutherford County schools. Cookville will open up their region schedule against Lebanon coming up this weekend. Big one uh, between White County and Station Camp on DAC this week as well. We'll get it all covered for you next week on the High School Playbook, 9 o'clock here on Rock 93.7, and, of course, throughout the week on ucsportsnation.com. Today's show produced by Joseph Staten, our studio producer, Will Hearn. On site, Franklin McCarthy did the work. Larry Stone, thanks for joining us on the High School Playbook. The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Constructing storage buildings of all sizes for your backyard. The perfect shed. Added storage from Mountain Barn Builders. Online at mountainbarnbuilders.com. Or see your building up close. Highway 127. Get the scouting report on all the week's prep action. Online now. UCSportsNation.com.